Hello and welcome to Energy and Efficiency with Emily. This is season five of the E3 podcast and I'm your host, Emily Mottram. In this podcast, we like to talk about architecture, building science, and female entrepreneurship. So prepare to get nerdy. This year, we're going to do things a little bit differently. And one of those things that I want to do this year is support both building products and softwares that are really in line with our pretty good house of values. So today I have Ty Newell with Build Equinox here to talk about zeros. So Ty, tell us a little bit about what zeros is and how people can use it. So zeros, which stands for zero energy residence optimization software, it's free to use online software that Build Equinox has put out for people to use, uh, but it's a computational tool that tells you the energy you'll use each month of the year based on a house design. Uh, but in addition, heating, cooling capacity, latent loads, whether you need a dehumidifier uh, or a humidifier or both. Uh, and then it also adds in the economics over the lifetime of the house, what do the house materials and mechanicals cost plus the uh, energy? And then um, it also gives you the finance. So what's my monthly bill gonna be? Maybe it's economically optimized, but if I can't afford to pay the bill each month, and by bill, I mean the mortgage, the energy, the utility bill, uh, plus an estimate of real estate taxes and insurance. And so, uh, so it's meant to put all those things together and it's it's a design tool, it's not a certification tool. So I know a lot of folks are using like rating tools and certification tools, which have their important uses, but those are not design tools. They're beating you overhead telling you, hey, you didn't do this, you didn't make that, you, you can't be certified because this isn't there. Zero's just design the house you want and then explore if I make the windows twice as big, if I don't have a window here, if I keep the house at 72 degrees instead of 68 degrees or 40% humidity or 60, how does that impact my energy usage and then the cost of the house? So is so zero <laughs> is zeros for anyone anywhere in the country and do you have to kind of update some of the inputs in it that says, this is what the utility rate in my area is, or this is what the heating degree days are, or is some of that built into the system? All the weather data is built in. So uh, you're gonna find something close in North America. I think we've got 250 North American sites, but you can do Carretero, Mexico, Wuhan, China, Frankfurt, Germany, and, and beyond. And so uh, we want the world to be uh, zeros, uh, uh, zeros designed. Great. Um, approximately how long do you think it takes someone to enter data into zeros to create a relatively uh, a relatively well-formed house? Yeah. So, you know, uh, once you get proficient, and I think proficiency takes, you know, it'll take a few hours, but I mean, I work with high school students like Matt Blumquist, who connected us in Taylorville, who's, uh, we're excited about working with him to build a net zero, pretty good house. Um, but high school students to old people like me that, you know, struggle to learn new things. And so, um, but once you're proficient, and again, proficiency doesn't take a lot of effort or understanding. Uh, the note I sent you on the modeling we did for a pretty good house, you know, six or seven runs, 
you know, maybe as a half hour or so. Uh, an important point about zeros, and this is from my solar background in the 70s and 80s, where my graduate degrees were in solar modeling of homes and, and different types of processes. We just saw too many people sitting at the computer trying to get a decimal point on something that you ain't going to come within a decimal point in reality. And your time is much better spent out in the field, making sure when a crew shows up, you've got the materials, or when the materials show up, you got the crew. You're going to lose a lot more money if you know something doesn't go up the right way than getting a decimal point. And so it's meant to let's explore the economics mixed in with the performance, see that I can get the house that I want, and then let's uh, let's concentrate on making that happen in reality. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit before we hopped on about the background of zeros, which is that you had data that you then compared to your models so that you could test the accuracy of your system. So can you tell me just a little bit about the history and those test subjects that you did and what you measured to to double check your your data? Yeah, the, the origin of zeros came out of uh, when we were in the solar decathlon back in 2007, but 2005 to 2007. Our University of Illinois Solar Decathlon team, uh, I had a group of graduate student leaders, and one of them, his graduate degree was based on uh, developing this computational engine for simulating homes in a simplified manner uh, around uh, different types of climates, different types of utility uh, costs, and including also the latent, which often gets forgotten. There, people just have a horrible time trying to figure out if they need to humidify or dehumidify. And while the analyses are fairly complex, the results are, they don't have to be. And so we formulated that model to help design our solar decathlon house. And then um, uh, since that time, uh, my company uh, that I founded with my son and another young engineer, Build Equinox, we formalize this because we regularly use it as a design tool in our company, and we've just made it free to use and online for others. Now, the validation, um, it's gone through U.S. Department of Energy best test validation, which is simply a comparison with standard models, uh, Energy Plus, Trensys, Train Trace, things of that nature. And then in the field um, with our friends at Efficiency Vermont, uh, Peter Schneider and then Vermont, uh, a high quality modular manufacturer in Vermont. We studied 13 homes over a two year period. They're ostensibly identical homes. They came out of the same factory, built the same way, same uh, smart ventilation unit that we build coupled with a one ton uh, uh, low temperature mini split heat pump and uh, heat pump water heater. And over a two year period, but with very non-identical people from one to six occupants in these homes that uh, we came up with the data we needed to then show that zeros was also very accurate with real results and in a tough, challenging climate. I mean, uh, you're right in there with uh, the Vermont folks and knowing yeah. what it takes to stay comfortable. Yeah, for sure. We we want to make sure that everybody has heat and is warm enough. Uh, we've been getting a pile of snow uh, today. We get, we're getting rain, but um, 
I'm a big fan of energy modeling. I've done a lot of different energy modeling. Some of it is very complex. As you mentioned, some of the programs, you know, need to have really specific information. Anybody who's ever used PHPP, it is a super complicated uh, Excel spreadsheet um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, I use a lot of, um, as a HERS rater, I use Ecotrope and REM design. Um, What type of inputs uh, does somebody need to have prepared for zeros beforehand? Is it just square footage or do they need to be as specific as each square footage of every window in which orientation that it needs to go? You know, how specific are the inputs? So the inputs are very simple and they don't have the details of say thermal bridging or composite material layers built in. You do that on your own, but basically what that means is that you're going to say, all right, I'm going to have this type of insulation that's like R3 or R4 per inch. And I'm going to have this many square feet of wall uh, that's made up of that type of insulation. And then the same for the the ceiling or the roof that I'm going to have. uh, And and typically, for example, uh, wall insulation, just because of the structure and the containment of it, as well as whether it's spray foam or cellulose or something like that, has a different cost per square foot than, say, blowing uh, uh, cellulose up into an attic. And um, and so that cost difference goes in. Uh, you specify the thickness of it, and, and then you specify how many windows are on the east, on the west, the north, and south, the type of window. You can put in the U-value solar heat gain coefficient, or you can just use our values for what we consider a super a high performance, a good or an old type window. And so zeros is also meant for renovation. You know, let's take the house as is. And what if I pop these windows out, a storm window, you know, uh, and go to a triple pane uh, gas filled with with a certain performance. And and so you march through those type of inputs. So you're not putting in the detailed architectural design, but you don't need those for the energy basis. You really just need the square footage of the house, square footage of the walls, the uh, the ceiling, the roof, and then, uh, and then other things. You do put in heating seasonal performance factor for a heat pump. Or um, if you have a heat pump water heater, you put the coefficient of performance in for the heat pump water heater, the energy uh, factor. And, and then based on those, and you put in location, number of people, number of gallons of hot water per day a person uses, which is typically 18 in North America. And and then you run it. You put in the economic factors. Uh, so if you know that wall insulation is five or $10 a square, uh, a cubic foot, uh, roof insulation, ceiling insulations, maybe $2 a cubic foot, uh, windows, maybe $30 a square foot to $100 a square foot, you put in those type of values, and then it gives you the economics. Um, on the economics, it lets you optimize by guiding you, but we felt it's important to keep the human as part of the optimization. So something like BOP, it's got algorithms in it that march along different variable routes to find the optimum. We want to keep the human involved in the optimization. so. I mean, you just, all right, now I've got a, a six inch thick wall. Let me try eight inch. Let me try 12. Let me try, you know, 15. And we have these sensitivity parameters that tell you what's happening in energy. 
And then how much energy is going to change per extra inch at that point in the design. But then a sensitivity factor on the dollars, how much the life cycle costs for increasing the size of that window on the south or on the north or an inch of insulation, how that's going to impact it. Or another gallon of water, uh, hot water per person in the house. And what you'll find is, for example, when you make a wall thicker, the energy arrow keeps saying, okay, you're, you're going to reduce energy by this much, but you'll see that that extra inch and that other inch and that other inch is declining in energy savings. But at some point you'll see <clears throat> on the life cycle cost where that was telling you, okay, you make it thicker, my costs are going down. And at some point that arrow flips and says, okay, now your life cycle costs are going up. And that's when you've hit that optimum, that balance point between what you're expending for the insulation is now exceeding the potential energy gains for that extra material. But it's complicated. You know, it, climate, utility structure, all that's going to impact that, that number. Yeah. So if you're a homeowner and you don't know any kind of cost data, is there a national average built into the software that they could use? Or do you really need to be connected with your builder um, or a professional in your area to get a better idea of cost data to do the economic portion? It's it's for sure a mixture. Uh, you uh, uh, in the Northeast, and California and Intermountain West where buildings going crazy, um, you know, 600 bucks and more per square foot to build a house. And here I'm sitting in 125 bucks a square foot region of central Illinois. Uh, I mean, you need to look locally at those costs, but it's not that bad because uh, while uh, your labor rates are much different in material costs and utility, um, you know, you can go to any big box box store site and look at the cost of this kind of insulation, that kind. You don't know what the installation cost is, but typically that's going to scale with the house, regardless of the ins insulation that you use. So, you know, somebody putting up, you know, this much insulation or that much more doesn't really change uh, their effort to do that. You know, there will be some, and for sure you hit, uh, say, junctions uh, where, let's say you build a wall out this far, and then if you want to go this far, all of a sudden you have to add new structure or a new type of detail to get it out that far, then the cost is going to go up and you need to put a different factor in to get to that. But it, it's quite fast. I mean, it's not pages and pages and pages of Excel spreadsheet and then trying to remember, okay, where did that happen? What happened here? Can I change the value on this sheet? Or is that one that's changing from that? It's all just right there. And then on the output, you do get the detail of, okay, the west wall has this much heat flowing through it this way or that way, depending on the month. A window has this much solar gain and then this much heat loss or heat gain, depending on the season. Um, here's how much moisture is moving in or out of the house and the source of that moisture, so much from the climate outside and infiltration and then ventilation versus how much is produced by a person inside. And so uh, it, there's a lot of detail in it, but really, um, you know, and 
I get high school students up and running on it in a short time. And John Abelson, uh, a faculty colleague of mine at the University of Illinois, he runs it every semester with his engineering sustainability class. And they get introduced to it. You know, I like to think all of our students are really bright at the university, but and and they catch on really quick. I mean, before long, they're showing me things they're doing with it. But uh, one project team will do an apartment in Boston. Another will do, you know, some uh, big McMansion and, uh, you know, wherever in the U.S. And so, um, you know, people become proficient very quick. Yeah. So I think my last two questions are um, when you want to look at changing certain things, does it make a copy of the building so that you can compare? So say you did your ultimate goal and then you want to say, OK, well, what if I changed these couple of things? Does it make a copy so you can do a comparison or is it that you're just kind of changing it and looking at the outputs? Um, in yeah, your you, portfolio? You, you could save copies. So when you sign up for zeros, and and again, zeros is totally free. And in this day and age of free, when that often means you're going to get barraged by pop-ups and, and we have no advertisers, there's no financial backing. This is just out there because we want good homes designed everywhere. So, uh, but you can save copies. So you make project files and case files that will be built up different projects. And so as you do this version, that version, that version, you just save it as a different copy. And uh, and so uh, and and so like if you looked at my file list, you know, there's several thousand in there from, you know, hundreds and hundreds of home projects. We, we don't consult. We're not consultants at all. We're manufacturers of a ventilation system. But we do work with people and a lot of people are using zeros around the country. And and really, we just want it. We want to try to help guide people for reasons why they're making this decision on a house. I mean, right in line with the pretty good house ideals. Open source. Let's get people to understand the fundamentals. If you want to certify this way or that way, go for it. But but really, uh, here's what you need to do. Um, you know, to get a good house. That's fantastic. I think maybe I'll roll that into my class this semester. So for everybody listening, what is the web address and is it web-based? Um, so are the files uh, just easily to access uh, on the web or do they have to download uh, a version of software? No, you don't download anything. Uh, so it's just buildequinox.com slash zeros, uh, Z-E-R-O-S. Uh, and uh, you get to that, and on that page where you then register, you'll also see a seven steps to a net zero home, which similar to the document from Matt Blumquist uh, uh, building the pretty good house over in Taylorville, Illinois, that, um, that this kind of takes you from, say, a conventional building to let's seal it up, let's put some better windows in it, let's insulate it properly, now let's go to the mechanicals and give it a heat pump, a heat pump water heater. And incidentally, you know, as you make this progression, you start seeing, damn, that hot water is pretty expensive. And that heat pump water heater is going to cut that down by a third. And our definition of a, of a net zero home is one where it's people dominated. You know, when you design a home properly and economically, it really, uh, weather starts to become uh, uh, less of an important factor. It becomes a person-dominated 
uh, energy user. Well, awesome. That's great. I hope everybody goes ahead and uh, hops over to build Equinox and at least gives a try to Zeros. I think it's fabulous that you're offering that as open source for people to learn more about their buildings. Yeah, and if you're running a course like you are, uh, we're happy to work with you so that as you start setting up your students, I can send you, you know, some of the type of uh, project uh, descriptions that John Abelson, and I'm sure he's happy to, you know, tell you what he's doing in his classes, but, uh, you know, sustainability to me, the number one thing is education. Uh, it's not energy. It's, it's not collecting solar energy, even though my whole background and my life is built around those things, but education, if we don't train people and everybody has to reinvent the wheel, you know, we're screwed. So, uh, the more we can help with that, we want to. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode where we share products and other software that we use or that we think follows along the lines of Pretty Good House. Stay tuned. See you next time. Thank you.